Welcome to Sparking Wholeness, where we talk all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul. I'm your host, Erin Carey. I'm a survivor of bipolar disorder and a self-proclaimed nutrition nerd who loves asking why. As a certified integrative nutrition health coach, my goal is to help people find balance, and I want to help you find ways to spark wholeness in your life. For more information, check out sparkingwholeness.com or on the Instagram handle, Sparking Wholeness. And now, get ready for today's awesome show. Hey, everyone. I am super excited to be sitting here with Dr. Chris Jones. Chris is a graduate of Logan University, where he received his bachelor's in human biology in 2008 and his doctorate of chiropractic in 2010. He has spent the last 10 years researching and learning about the immune system and GI health. Most recently, he's proud to achieve certification as a doctor of natural medicine, DNM, in April of 2019, which is very cool. He is the owner and clinical director of Wellness Movement, an online health consultation business. His mission is to help those with autoimmunity and chronic GI problems regain their health so that they can finally feel better. He utilizes the principles of functional medicine to help you naturally achieve your health goals by supporting healthy function and developing personalized wellness plans to support optimal health. So, Dr. Chris Jones, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And yeah, that sounded a little bit long. I appreciate the introduction. I tried to condense it down as much as I could. So, No, uh, it's good information. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just fascinated. I would love to know a little bit about your background, how you got into the whole natural medicine thing. Um, I joke that you work with poop, and so I know yeah, we want to no, yeah. kind of talk a little bit more about that, yeah. but like, what, what, what's that all about? How did you get started into all of this? Yeah, so it didn't start with poop, but that okay. is like a huge <laughs> aspect of what I do these days and, and how I help people. And um, so kind of the, the backstory, I, I've for as long as I can remember, I've just always kind of been interested in nutrition. I think it really started around sixth or seventh grade, like health class, which as you can probably remember was like food guide pyramid information, Mm -hmm. uh, which has obviously been totally kind of turned on its head uh, since then, but always was kind of interested. And just for some reason, even at a, a pretty young age felt like, you know, food and, and exercise and what we do, our lifestyle uh, really could have a big impact on our health and uh, was always interested in and grew up playing sports. And so mm-hmm. as I aged and got into to college, I d- decided that I wanted to go to chiropractic school because I really liked that philosophy mm-hmm. uh, of a holistic approach. And as you know, chiropractic is usually more centered around uh, manipulations and adjustments, helping people with headaches, back pain, neck pain, and things like that. Uh, but it still was rooted in uh, a holistic, natural, get to the root of the issue kind of philosophy, as opposed to uh, just putting a Band-Aid over it or masking it or, or, or patching it with, say, a medication. So I, again, ha- always had an interest in the root cause. And then as I got into chiropractic school, you know, parents being a little bit older at that time and and diabetes, type Mm -hmm. 2 diabetes for my father, autoimmune liver, uh, cirrhosis for my father as well. Uh, My mother ended up with, uh, not Hashim, she ended up first with hypothyroidism, 
Mm. Uh, slow, sluggish thyroid, very, very common, especially for women. Yeah, very. We later found out that it was Hashimoto's, uh, oh. the autoimmune form, which we can talk more about uh, mm -hmm. later. My wife was a girlfriend at the time, mm -hmm. uh, had hypothyroidism as well. Long story short, we found out through better testing that it was uh, Hashimoto's for her as well. So, uh, and then my own chronic digestive issues. Mm -hmm. the, the brief backstory on that was uh, tons of antibiotics. I took antibiotics for over four years in college uh, for acne. Mm -hmm. It was the thing that seemed to help. My doctor recommended it. I didn't really think anything of it. Uh, it kept the acne away. And uh, so fast forward, my late 20s, early 30s, really ended up with lots of pretty, pretty bad GI uh, issues. And so my parents, my wife, myself, uh, these uh, problems and, and health issues that we've had uh, have really caused me to dive deeper into the research, into the, you know, holistic ways to manage these things, natural ways. And of course, kind of the, uh, the newer term is, is functional medicine, but mm -hmm. it's essentially root cause. Getting to the root of the issue is, is what it's all about. Yeah, it's so interesting that you mentioned, first of all, I thought it was interesting you mentioned acne because I'm looking at you and for people who aren't looking at you, your skin is like perfectly clear. So that also kind of causes me to want to transition a little bit to what gut health has to do with skin issues, but I'll get there in a minute. I also wanted to say, I thought it was interesting um, the, the mention of thyroid disorder, thyroid dysfunction, that is so common. You post about that a lot in Instagram. And I think I never knew how prevalent that was. My issues are mental health related. Obviously, you know, mm -hmm. these can all kind of be connected to the gut. But I don't think most people, especially people with thyroid issues, I don't know if they realize how many other people are struggling with this as well. Like it is a rapidly growing area of concern for people, right? It really is. Yeah. And, you know, for a lot of people that I work with, uh, if they've, uh, you know, been diagnosed with hypothyroidism, that's a very common uh, thyroid issue. Mm -hmm. um, the, the fact of the matter is that uh, the most prevalent, the most common is, in fact, Hashimoto's, that autoimmune mm -hmm. form of uh, the thyroid issue. And the interesting thing about that is once you test and know that it's an autoimmune thyroid issue. Uh, the the focus uh, on I, I use I don't like the word treatment, but the focus on how to manage that properly uh, it shifts. So you don't focus fully on the thyroid at that point. You have to really focus on improving immune health mm -hmm. because it's an immune problem. So uh, you know whether it's Hashimoto's or uh, in the case of psoriasis, that's an autoimmune skin issue. You really mm -hmm. can't fully focus on the thyroid or the skin. You have to really focus on the immune system. So that's where the gut comes in yeah. and the microbiome and, and really uh, just making sure that you're doing everything you can to calm the immune system and support the immune system and support gut health and the gut microbiome. Um, so really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. It is really important. And so with that, I would love to hear um, just a short explanation about the gut microbiome. What, what is, you know, the gut brain, you know, we hear a lot about the gut brain connection. How, what does the gut microbiome have to do with autoimmunity? Um, what's like a quick, like 
microbiome for dummies, not saying anybody's a dummy, but <laughs> like what's a quick and easy way to explain that whether people know about it or not, I'm sure you have a great way of explaining it. I'd love to hear it. Yeah, I would say very sim simply that the gut microbiome really is the sum of all the organisms in the GI tract from mm -hmm. bacteria to viruses, to fungus, to candida, mm -hmm. to parasites. Like we tested my yeah. wife's stool a year or so ago and she had a couple parasites. Oh, wow. um, so it's the sum of all of that. And you know, you mentioned the human microbiome project. Everybody's familiar with the human genome project, but the human mm -hmm. microbiome project, they've tested thousands and thousands of stool tests and really gained a lot of insight uh, into that. And, and I'll, I'll just go ahead and say one of the, the coolest things they learned from that is that uh, longevity and, and, and health, health into our 80s, 90s, and, and even the centenarians over 100, the, one of the main common ties to those folks uh, was a very diverse gut microbiome. So mm. uh, we can get into that more as we talk, but that is, you know, from eating lots of different plants mm -hmm. and plant fibers. And I'm not saying that you need to be vegetarian or vegan. Right. <laughs> uh, I, I certainly recommend eating meat for most people mm -hmm. as long as it's healthy, sustainable meat. But, uh, but yeah, the gut microbiome is the sum of all of the organisms in the GI tract. And, you know, like I think everybody's kind of familiar with probiotics and that's kind of the, you know, oh, if, if you have gut issues, take probiotics. Right. And yeah. That's, that's, it's not a, a bad thing necessarily. Mm -hmm. uh, but I've seen in some circumstances when, when folks really have uh, more uh, chronic or more intense uh, GI issues, maybe it's a colitis mm -hmm or mm -hmm. uh, uh, something like Crohn's, these autoimmune, really inflammatory uh, GI issues. Uh, sometimes just taking a probiotic can exacerbate the, yes. the GI issue. So, that you is know, true. Uh, again, for people, uh, probiotics are a good place to start. Uh, mm -hmm. They certainly are. And it's important to, to have uh, more healthy organisms in the gut versus the pathogenic, uh, the bad guys, as I call them, you, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, right. have, you have to, the good guys, the good guys, the probiotics have to keep the bad guys in check. Um, so I, I hope that kind of gives people a little better understanding. Um, and then you mentioned the gut brain connection and I, I guess we can get more into that, but just the basics of how is the gut connected to the brain? That's kind of like news or, or seems really strange for some people I can mm -hmm. imagine, but there's actually a cranial nerve that connects mm -hmm. the gut and the brain. And that's cranial nerve 10, the vagus nerve. And mm -hmm. the interesting thing about it is uh, that it's a bi-directional uh, pathway. So it's like mm -hmm. afferent nerves and efferent nerves, meaning that, or what, what that really means is that the brain and the health of the brain can affect the health of the gut. Mm -hmm. And as you know, vice versa, the health or the state of health or, or, or how much inflammation is in the gut can directly affect the brain mm -hmm. as well. So it's bi-directional. Another way to put that is, you know, traumatic brain injuries, mm -hmm. uh, concussions, car wrecks, 
stress. Stress. That I, I, yep. I know you talk about with, uh-huh. with, with the people <laughs> that you work with, like mm-hmm. these brain uh, issues and, and, and inflammatory brain issues absolutely affect uh, the state of the microbiome. Interesting, you're talking with folks that have had uh, really chronic or, or really bad stressful times in their life, or maybe it was it was a concussion from a car wreck or mm-hmm. a sports injury, and then they notice maybe it's a couple weeks later, maybe it's a couple months later, maybe it's a year later, oh my gosh, my GI is a mess, mm-hmm. like it's it's just totally wreaked havoc yeah. on the GI. So uh, there, we're certainly seeing correlations with that. And yeah. um, so, and, and vice versa, you know, you can, you can positively affect brain health mm-hmm. uh, with proving the health of the gut. So yeah, really, no, I'm really cool. Really interesting. It's so cool. It's one of my absolute favorite things, I guess, because nobody told me this when I was first diagnosed with mental illness way, way back. I mean, nobody knew back in the nineties, you know, nobody knew these things. And the fact that you said it's bi-directional, like the fact that even I've, I've known people that a traumatic, a tra- trauma, traumatic event um, has triggered autoimmune illness in their body. And it's like, oh my gosh, like, why are we not paying more attention to this in mainstream medicine, I guess, because you can't, you know, like you said, a lot of times we want to just, you know, quick give a medication, but when it's something like this and it's affecting everything, sometimes that's not always, you, you've got to treat the root, which is what you do. Um, and I think too, like you mentioned that our, our gut affects our brain health, but our brain health affects our gut. People forget that. Like we talk about, you know, nutrition and stuff like both of us are really big on promoting that, but um, mm-hmm. managing stress, like how do we do that? Because that affects our gut health as well. It's like, we've, it's, we've got to have all the pieces, right? It's like all these puzzle pieces Rip. that fit together for health. And it's so hard. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure you, you know, you get people that come to you and they're like, oh, my gut's a mess and I, uh, what should I do? Or they think that, oh, I just need to take a probiotic. Which probiotic mm-hmm. should I take? Like, mm-hmm. th- like there literally is a magic it's probiotic magic. that's yeah. going <laughs> to, yeah, it's going to fix the brain. It's going to yeah. fix the stress. It's going to mm-hmm. fix the gut. It's like, it's really a loaded, uh, it's, it's just such a loaded thing there. And, mm-hmm. and so you're right, though. It's, it is, it is mind, body, it is what you're putting in your body, not just food, mm-hmm. uh, but, but your relationships and mm-hmm. your stress yeah. at work or home and, um, mm-hmm. and relieving stress through, uh, through movement, through yep. yoga, through mm-hmm. whatever, just move, like whatever type of movement or exercise you find enjoyable, whether it's walking. Uh, I, I, I can tell you how many times that I've had people with with some gut and brain issues and you clean up their diet a little bit and, uh, and, and they start taking evening walks with their spouse and mm-hmm. they just, they just talk about how much that's helped them and, and their relationship, but also just the way that they feel. It's like a simple walk outside. Mm-hmm. We don't get out. We don't get up. We don't get outside enough. So that, that's a whole um, other topic. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah really is. Yeah. Well, and, and movement, you know, that's another thing that I think a lot of people, there's so much pressure, right? Like, and you know, in, in the social media world, in the mom world, <laughs> I don't know, probably in the dad world too, actually. Now I think about conversations <laughs> I've had with my husband, like we're all putting pressure on ourselves to 
like be fit and to be in movement. And that's great. If you want to go do CrossFit and do all these things, that's great. But for some people, just like you said, like a little evening walk is going to go a long way for me. Like I was always the cardio girl. Like I just wanted to do that high impact, yeah. like dopamine releasing, whatever. Yeah. And then I found out that yoga was something I was missing and that I really needed because I needed the calm. I needed to yeah. kind of, and, and that's another thing, you know, we, we store our stress in our bodies and you know that I'm sure from all of your years working with chiropractic care. <laughs> I mean, it's like our bodies yeah. tell a story, you know, and where we Absolutely. store our stress in our gut, we store our stress everywhere. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, I would say I totally agree. And, and, uh, you know, just to that point, uh, again, the movement, it doesn't matter. You, you can't get caught up in almost oh, my neighbor and my best friend are doing, you know, CrossFit and they're mm -hmm. getting these results and I need to do that. It's like, you have to start somewhere and you, you, you should notice uh, some benefit from, again, just simply starting to move your body um, and, and the impact that'll have. And, and then it's, and then it's usually a snowball. It kind of goes from yeah. there where, okay, I, I walk for 20 minutes now, or I walk for 30 or 45 minutes now. And then I feel like I want to do more. I'm ready mm -hmm. for more. I'm ready to move a little more vigorously. And um, it's always neat to watch people go through that process and just the healing that happens through that. Yeah, I love that. That's that's really cool. Um, the other thing that I find really interesting is you work with um, a lot of people that deal with, like you said, GI issues, IBS issues, and that is a very brave thing to do <laughs> because most of those people, I will say, I'm guessing, I'm assuming, probably come to you because they've tried everything else, right? And right, because what you do is not the mainstream. It's not, you know. The, the most common thing. Um, and so it's, it's a challenge and it's tricky. And so will you tell me a little bit about the people you work with and kind of things that you do in your practice? Absolutely. Yeah. I will say I've had great mentors, absolutely, absolutely fantastic mentors. And so, and I, and I, I still don't know everything, but, but I feel uh, very fortunate to have learned from some fantastic naturopathic doctors, mm -hmm. fantastic chiropractors that are really deep into the, uh, you know, the functional model of, of practicing and, um, and then just continuing education seminars. I, I'm kind of a, a nerd. Like I, mm -hmm. I, I enjoy going to these. It's I'm sure yeah. you do too. Like it's I, yeah, just I love fun. Like and, and, and this, it's always changing. This information changes so rapidly. Like we're learning yes. more and more. Uh, at a very rapid pace here. And so it's, it's like, you got to kind of stay up with it. But um, yeah, I mean, so uh, to, to answer your like, or to talk a little more about who I work with, um, I would say it boils down to kind of three, three main categories. And, and, and they're all kind of tied together through autoimmunity. Mm -hmm. um, and there's, there's over like, depending on which uh, resource you you go to there's anywhere from like 80 to 100 maybe a few more than 100 autoimmune issues but I see yeah. a lot of uh, folks with the autoimmune thyroid known as mm -hmm. Hashimoto's and I, and I think that's because I've I've spent a lot of time and energy there with my wife and mother both having yeah. that so I, I see a lot of autoimmune thyroid I see a lot of autoimmune skin 
issues. Mm. I, can't, I couldn't believe how big of an issue that was with people with autoimmune uh, urticaria, which is like autoimmune hives. So they have chronic oh, hives, yeah. like not just, not just a, you know, like I broke out with hives for a mm-hmm. couple hours because I was stressed. Like people that have hives like every day of their life for years wow. and years. Um, so there's an autoimmune component to that. Eczema, psoriasis, some of the mm-hmm. more common ones. So autoimmune thyroid, autoimmune skin, and then autoimmune GI, which uh, to, to get a little more specific there, like Crohn's, mm-hmm. celiac, colitis. These are some of the, you know, if you want to put a label on it, that's some of the most common. Uh, so thyroid skin and, and GI is, is really a lot of what I see and focus on and have had, uh, I would say, pretty, pretty good success. Helping yeah. these people achieve remission, and that's that's a that's wow. a point we need to make. It's with autoimmune conditions, there is no cure. There right. is no magic pill. Mm-hmm. There's no surgery, anything um, yet. And so it is about putting symptoms into remission and helping these people uh, achieve, you know, symptom relief, but really supporting mm-hmm. the gut, the immune system, and, and natural physiology. ever wonder if you're the only woman who runs errands in her yoga pants so it will look like she went to the gym? Or how about the only mom who feeds her kids raw cookie dough? Or are you the only one who cooks her family cold cereal for dinner? Do you need more laughter and less loudness? More self-love and less self-loathing? More joy and less judgment? You're not alone. Come to the living room a place where we get comfy, candid, and confident together. Come seeking sanctuary and leave feeling renewed. We are saving a seat for you. Give yourself some living room today. Do you struggle with knowing the right food for your lifestyle? Is there really a one right way to eat? As a chronic dieter, I was always so confused by the food rules and the fad diets. Where to even start? That's why I decided to go into health coaching. As your health coach, I will help you find the solution that is right for you. I will help you find balance. Unlike most dietitians and nutritionists, I focus on a whole person approach, not just food. I address stress, sleep patterns, underlying root issues, and so many other contributing factors to health. And as a mental illness survivor, I love talking about ways to fire up brain health. If you're interested in learning more and maybe even a complimentary consultation, contact me at www.sparkingwholeness.com or message me on Instagram through the handle sparkingwholeness. And now let's get back to the show. So what, what steps do you take with people to put them into remission? Because that is a big deal. Like I think a lot of people when they're diagnosed with an autoimmune condition, it's like, well, 
that's, that's what I'm living with for the rest of my life and it's going to suck and I'm going to struggle. So, um, what what are the things that you do? Well, if you, yeah, great question. If you are, you know, in the medical model, um, most of the time it's, if they find the autoimmune condition, whether it's gut, thyroid, skin, uh, a lot of times the, the mode or method of treatment is uh, immunosuppressant drugs to mm. suppress the immune system since it is an, it's a, it's an immune mm. problem. These, these immunosuppressant drugs are a lot of times what they give cancer patients. I was going to say there are a lot so that, of side effects, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know, immune suppression, um, if you just say that, like, yeah, that doesn't sound good. And no. yes, it's kind of the bandaid to, you know, to treating autoimmune issues, but, um, and, and then even like prednisone, these strong steroids mm-hmm. and anti-inflammatories or other, other common, uh, what I call the standard knee, but what's known as the standard of care mm-hmm. versus, uh, having a little deeper conversation with the person, learning what they've tried, learning what's helped or what hasn't helped. Have they even been advised on addressing, you know, their food and what they're eating? And most of the time, you know, most of them haven't. Some some people nowadays are, you know, like I've tried gluten-free, I've tried mm-hmm. dairy-free, and those are great starts, absolutely great starts. Mm-hmm. But a little more to it for, yeah. for most people with these really bad issues. And so just having a conversation, uh, the, the intake form, the symptom questionnaire that I have people fill out is very extensive and detailed. And so, you know, you get a lot of good information from that, but as opposed to just looking at that and saying, okay, now we know what to do. You can't, you know, you can't really do that. So it's having a conversation and then typically, uh, uh, specialty lab testing is yeah. is often a part of a part of a protocol or a part of really helping people uh, achieve remission. And you know, not everybody achieves one hundred percent remission, but it's it certainly makes a, a dramatic improvement. In, and uh, it's just a much more thorough way to address and find the root of the issue. So. That's, that's awesome. So tell the specialty lab testing, how is the testing that you do um, different from what people would get anywhere else? Um, That's where, you know, I I joke about poop testing, but I know that's a part, but there are other things too. I would love to know, tell me all about the tests. I want to know what you do for people. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll go into the, so let's talk about like a lot of what I see is autoimmune GI stuff, immune system stuff. So, um, especially in regards to, you know, Crohn's, celiac colitis, like a lot of times it's a, it's a colonoscopy, which Mm -hmm. is amazing technology. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this is a a scope that looks into the GI tract and it can see inflammation. It can see Mm -hmm. polyps. It can see heaven forbid cancers, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't tell us the environment in that Mm -hmm. if, like if, if there's one take, like that is the most important thing. Like it's one thing to see anatomy. It's a completely other thing or to see anatomical structures like polyps or inflammation, but it's a completely other thing to see the actual composition, the makeup of Mm. the poop, (laughs) like of what's going on in there. Uh, Is there too many pathogenic bacteria? Is there too Mm. many parasites that are overgrowing? Is there 
fungus or candida overgrowth. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's a it's a great way through stool thing uh, to see a much more detailed picture, and it, and it answers the question to me. It answers the question why. So mm. it's one thing to say this colonoscopy or this CT scan shows inflammation. You have like, one one former client came to me, terrible ulcerative colitis, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, hit him in his mid forties. And mm-hmm. he was going through the, the medical, you know, kind of rigmarole and they eventually did a CT scan and they said, your digestive tract is sunburnt. Basically saying like you oh, have wow. a lot of inflammation yeah. in your digestive tract. So they were pumping him with uh, auto, uh, the immunosuppressants and the prednisone steroids, and, which yeah. make bacteria worse, right? Like it causes more dysbiosis. It does. It does. It affects it. It certainly does. And, and yeah, antibiotics, a whole nother mm. topic that's terrible for the gut. But, um, yeah. so, but it's one thing to, to know that, okay, there's inflammation there here, take this pill right. the rest of your life. It's another thing to say, well, why is that there? Is it just mm-hmm. because I was, you know, I drew the short straw and it, it so often, so, so often there's absolutely things that can be done from a holistic standpoint, from removing trigger foods, inflammatory mm-hmm. trigger foods, and supporting with yeah. the right nutrients and herbs to really, mm-hmm. uh, to really get on on top of the problem. I don't know if I got a little bit off track there. No, that's, that's we were... really interesting. Do you do blood tests? I know you do the, um, the poop testing. Yeah. <laughs> do you do blood tests too? Yeah. Like you do the extra. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so there, there's, um, one other test, a really common one that I will do is a comprehensive blood work analysis. And just long story short on that, mm-hmm. it, uh, most people are familiar. If they go to the doctor for a yearly wellness checkup, mm-hmm. uh, you get and maybe 15 markers on a, on a blood work. And that's just what the insurance covers. That's the bare essentials. Uh, when you do a comprehensive blood work analysis, there's over 60 markers. Most people don't realize this, but there's actually 10 thyroid markers yeah. that we, we can see. Um, and it and that re- really gives better insight as to where is the, the cheek in the armor? Where is the mm-hmm. thyroid problem actually happening. And so when you see all 10 markers, you get a much better idea of that. Um, and, uh, there's, you know, an iron panel, uh, and their vitamin D levels, inflammation mm-hmm. marker, like C-reactive protein. Oh yeah. That's it's huge. just a much, a much more thorough, uh, look. And again, it's all about, I say tests don't guess. The reason is mm-hmm. we can fast track, we can learn where imbalances are mm-hmm. and then support that with better food, better nutrition, herbs, better, healthier lifestyle practices, mm-hmm. and really get people on the right track. Uh, yeah. So yeah, blood work. I mean, good grief. There's food sensitivity testing. You, you're probably mm-hmm. familiar with mm-hmm. where uh, I will say, uh, especially in regards to food sensitivity testing and stool testing, not all tests are created equal. Right. So, yeah. Um, it, it's, it's a, it's a little bit tricky, but, mm-hmm. um, food sensitivity testing tests your body's immune reaction mm-hmm. to certain foods. Uh, so this is, you know, this is a, a good way to, to figure out it. And it's crazy. You'll find sometimes people are eating seemingly healthy foods. Like right. I've seen people react 
react to, to bananas. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, this can be a very useful tool uh, to figure out, you know, are they eating something that they shouldn't be eating mm -hmm. that's causing more of an immune reaction, that's causing more leaky gut and GI inflammation, mm -hmm. that's just, in other words, putting fuel on the fire. And if they are, of course, it's good to, to stop eating those things for a period of time. Yeah. So people who have those kinds of things, the food sensitivities and, you know, the overreacting antibodies or, or whatever it is, I, I probably don't have the right phrasing. Um, typically, that, that's probably also a sign that the gut is leaky to begin with, right? Like that there, are, your gut is not in a good place. If you're reacting to things like bananas that are supposed to be good for you, then your gut probably has some things to work on, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And, and it, yeah, very, very, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much exactly 100% true. So the, the, the goal with anybody that I'm working with or you're with, I'm sure it's to eventually, you know, heal the gut, heal that leaky gut so that they can enjoy as many healthy foods as possible. And I know you in it, I've seen it, um, where people come to me and you, and they say like, I can't eat anything. They literally mm -hmm. have a list of like four or five things mm -hmm. that they can eat, you know, and that may be true for, for their current state, but um, you, you've, you've got to figure out why that is. There's often, often GI issues. Maybe there's mental health issues contributing to mm -hmm. that uh, and, and not allowing the brain and the gut to heal properly. Uh, but the goal, the, the overarching goal here is, as I mentioned earlier, eating as much variety, especially in plants and veggies, because that just diversifies mm -hmm. the gut microbiome as, as, as much as possible. And that's yeah. uh, what longevity is, is all about. Because so. that, that's the problem right now, right? It's like most of us, we eat, you know, I'm just going to throw out donuts in the morning, <laughs> uh, McDonald's yeah. for lunch, because we don't have time to make ourselves a lunch. And then dinner is like whatever we find in the freezer, right? Like I'm saying we, the general standard yeah. American diet, yeah. you know, the sad diet. Um, but like, right. I, I think with that, so you're not getting the good, the fibers that we need for our gut bacteria. You're not getting those colorful vegetables. Um, you're not getting anything that's, you know, really good quality that your body can absorb so that you can produce the neurotransmitters. So you can produce things that are going to fight off um, and, and that will have an anti-inflammatory effect. I don't know. I just think it's so interesting how I never, I grew up like thinking, oh, food is food. And I know that there's a mm -hmm. movement right now, um, you know, all foods fit. And okay, I get that to an extent, but I don't think that all foods fit for all people, right? Because we are very individual. Yeah. And like you were saying, some people respond, like I realized um, I was off beef for a long time, you know, because it's high fat and everything. And they say, oh, beef is so bad and heart disease and blah, 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 which maybe we can save that for another episode. But um, yeah. I found that eating grass-fed ground beef and I, I feel so much better. Like my brain feels like there's a light switch that is turned on and even mm -hmm. chicken. I'm just like, meh, chicken and me, we just don't really, we don't go together well, but some grass fed beef, like a good grass fed steak. Like I never ate steak until like the last two years. And it has really impacted my mental health. And I don't need a yeah. lot. Like I'm not really a meat person anyway, but I eat just enough to where I'm like, 
well, that, that was very nourishing. I'm full. Like yeah. I got some good fats. I got, so will you speak a little bit on nutrition and how you kind of help guide people through that? I know we have a little bit of time left. So yeah, just give me an overall rundown yeah. on those kinds of things. I, I would just say from like a nutrition, I mean, kind of a loaded topic. Uh, and, and, um, but from a digestion standpoint, it is, so because it's a good segue. So I, I often tell people um, that we, we get in this, I think because of modern marketing, we get in this mindset that we need more, more, more. We need mm -hmm. like the latest and greatest nutrient, the latest and right. greatest uh, keto supplement or mm -hmm. turmeric or, and these are great things. Mm -hmm. But if we have the mindset that we're just going to take one of these and get an amazing or take, you know, multiple and make this awesome concoction. Uh -huh. um, that's not always not, not often going to do it. And so uh, I tell people that, and I've seen in, in practice clinically over the years that removing the bad is mm -hmm. as powerful, if not more powerful then try to add all of the great nutrients. So right. or all of the great supplements. And so, mm -hmm. yes, it's important to get proper nutrition. It is, I often, almost every person I work with, yes, I'm using some high quality supplementation, um, but an overlooked aspect is getting the bad out. Mm -hmm. So if, yes, if we're eating like from a gas station and then a fast food lunch, and then a frozen pizza dinner. It's just, it's inflammatory. It's yeah, full of yeah. processed, processed mm -hmm. foods. Um, and this, this makes health uh, harder to achieve. And, and of course, like we're in our teens, we're in our twenties, mm -hmm. we get away with it for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I eat, I eat whatever I want and I feel good. I don't have any chronic, I don't have any uh -huh. symptoms. Um, but for most people, the majority, it catches up to us. And mm -hmm. so removing the inflammatory, I would just say, if you need a starting point, uh, recommend, you know, eliminating gluten, dairy, mm -hmm. and processed sugary foods. And mm -hmm. not all dairy is created equal. I get some, mm -hmm. you know, some people, you know, fire back at me on that one. <laughs> dairy is such a tough one. There's so there's, many opinions. <laughs> there's great, there's the raw dairy, you know, mm -hmm. people do tolerate that better. If you can get a raw dairy source, I often point people to goat cheese. Um, I love goat or, cheese. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's, it is easier proteins to digest than mm -hmm. what's found in the cow typically. Um, but always trying to find, you know, uh, organic, especially non GMO um, and, and uh, grass fed products is, is so important. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no, for sure. Quality is huge. Um, that's something I've noticed as well in my own with my family. I mean, we, you know, it's like you said with dairy, um, my youngest, like part of his whole story is that we went off dairy because he was having chronic ear infections and chronic um, respiratory issues. And our pediatrician thankfully is trained in nutrition. And she said, you know, dairy can be pretty inflammatory for kids with ear infections, for kids with breathing issues. So go off of it. But she said goat cheese is a good alternative. And so for me, adding in goat cheese was really helpful because that can make things seem like it's creamy. You know, you can almost have kind of like yeah. a creamier sauce and it is sour. And yep. I know a lot of people are like Meh, about the flavor yeah. or whatever, <laughs> but we, I love it. Um, and it has helped me to even like, yeah. I don't need a lot at all. And when I do have it, this is 
probably pretty gross, but I get cystic acne. Um, and that's a, that's an interesting, I've kind of connected that to dairy. So again, like some people might be able to be fine. And even I will say on a food sensitivity test, it looks like I'm fine with dairy on the, my blood work says dairy shouldn't be a problem for me, but I know for Mm -hmm. my skin, it is a problem. So, um, absolutely. It's, I don't know if, yeah, my, and my wife, I was just going to say like uh, in regards to the cystic acne, I mean, it's, uh, so my wife and my brother, uh, strangely enough, they, when they consume dairy, they get the nasty, like white, uh, things like stuck in their throat, like in almost like in their tonsils. And it's a really, it's really strange, but my brother, uh, actually texted me a, a month or so ago and we had talked, I was like, you know, you should try avoiding gluten, really cut out dairy and just see if it helps. And he had some skin issues as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, like some, some eczema type stuff, but, um, he, so he did it. He finally cut out gluten and dairy. And within a couple of weeks, he texts me, he's like, I haven't had and he, and he had the white things in the back of his throat for years, every oh, day wow. for years. Uh, but within a couple of weeks, the skin was clearing. It was much bread, much better. And the white things were gone. And so I've talked to him since Whoa. and he said still, still on the mend. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's just a mucus producing food mm-hmm. back to dairy. It's especially the cheap, you got to understand yeah. like it's, it's, uh, and I know you do, it's, 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 uh, homogenized a lot of the nutrition is, is lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, we lose the digestive enzymes. We lose a lot right. of the vitamins and nutrients from it, from the pasteurization and, and homogenization. But, you know, raw dairy, especially goat milk, goat cheeses, um, coconut milk, coconut milk mm-hmm. yogurt. These are great alternatives that, uh, that spare the, the inflammatory effects for sure. Yeah, no, that's, that's really interesting. And I think even with like, when we talk about wheat and people are like, oh, well, we've been eating wheat for hundreds of years. People have always had wheat. And so what's the big deal? And I think you made a really good point there that it's not necessarily that itself. It's what we've done to it. It's the, it's yeah, we've, it, we've stripped wheat of all of the, the nutrients, you know, like that's why they yeah. have to start adding folic acid in is because we took all the vitamins and minerals away trying to make it taste better. So now it's just, all the synthetics. Yeah. And I think the other G word that's not talked about as much, like everybody knows gluten, but I Mm -hmm. think that, and what some of the research is showing is that glyphosate and and what we've sprayed on these Mm -hmm. foods, even the vegetables, but especially the grains and the wheats, that's why it's really such a big issue. It's, it's poison. And that's what they talked about a little bit at the GI seminar that I was just at about how, you know, glyphosate and these harmful pesticides, herbicides, and chemicals literally bind to the proteins mm-hmm. in the, the, the wheat. And so we ingest that and yep. it's, uh, uh, it is, it is inflammatory. You know, it's a cascade we don't have to get into the details of that. You know, some people do have extractions like in celiac, they literally mm-hmm. get sick with, with consuming gluten. Uh, but for most of us, uh, it is just a spectrum. It's a yeah. much inflammation is it causing? Mm-hmm. And I think that has to do with the health of the individual's gut and the health of the individual's microbiome and immune system. So, yeah, no, for sure. And, and it's going back again, full circle to the microbiome and to the gut. Glyphosate is probably one of the worst things <laughs> that has happened to the yeah. immune system, to the gut. I mean, 
there are people being awarded millions of dollars for cancer um, because, or for, for their reaction to glyphosate that caused cancer. And it's like, do we mm-hmm. want to see the problem here? Um, so yeah, yeah so, like absolutely. you said, little by little. And I think on the flip side, you know, like you said, it doesn't have to be like this huge, like I'm making all these changes right now. We can also make changes little by little too, to, to make mm-hmm. a big impact. Um, and I'm all about that. Just like for me, it started with, I started probiotics because I thought they were going to help me with sugar cravings. That's all mm-hmm. I wanted, you know? And yeah. from there, this is over five years ago and it's become this huge, you know, it's a rabbit hole of like learning yeah, more, oh, and yeah. more and it's completely changed our family's health in a good way. So I know we are awesome. for sure running out of time. It's we're, we're about 39 minutes in. So let me ask you one last question. Um, mm-hmm. And that is, if you could give one piece of advice, this is my signature question, to spark someone towards wholeness, what would it be? Yeah, I would say that um, what, what you eat either takes you closer to health or closer to dis-ease. And mm-hmm. so really, no matter your current condition, whether it's GI Uh, chronic GI issue, mental health, or or maybe a skin issue, or some other type of autoimmune issue, the the bottom line is that you can feel better. And there's lots of uh, different theories out there. There's lots of confusion and, and, you know, articles and books and all kinds of stuff. And, um, and, And don't get me wrong, there is lots of good information out there. But I think there's equally you know, uh, some misinformation that people get a hold of. So the bottom line is you can feel better. Food uh, is, is medicine. Mm-hmm. And when you're concentrating on eating a lot of the right foods and you eliminate those foods that do cause inflammation in the body, uh, that is a great way to at least start feeling better, to at least start. And like you said, it's a rabbit hole, but it is a yeah. starting point to feeling better. So, and you know, it's still kind of a loaded statement. It, it, there's not a perfect diet for every single mm-hmm. person. Right. Like it's, it's not one, one single diet. There's, there's different varieties, but um, you know, I, uh, if, if anybody needs guidance and I, I know you help people with this too, if anybody needs help, I have a free guide that I'm willing awesome. to yeah. send. I can email this short guide. It's a seven day mm-hmm. protocol that people can go through and uh, really that. start to get a better sense of, uh, you know, which foods may be contributing to the problem or the inflammation mm-hmm. and uh, which foods should they concentrate more on. So, yeah. And where do people find more information about that? And you, where, where do people find you? Sure. Um, so, for that specifically, the, the free seven-day, uh, it's called the seven-day gut health protocol. If you just email chris at drchrisjones.com, uh, and that is doctor spelled out, so it's chris at d-o-c-t-o-r, chrisjones.com. That's my email. I will send you the free ebook. Uh, it's a PDF. You can download it. Um, my website is just drchrisjones.com, and again, that's Doctor spelled out so D O C T O R ChrisJones.com, and then um, I do post on Instagram as well, mm-hmm. and that's Doctor Chris Jones as well. Um, so those would be the the most uh, the easiest ways okay. to, to find me. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. I think we're going to have to have a part two now because I have so many other questions to ask you. Um, But that was super informative. And thank you so much for taking the time to talk about this for a little bit. I very much enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I really uh, enjoyed it as well and and really look forward to uh, hopefully doing more of these in the future. Yeah, for sure. All right. Talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for tuning in to Sparking Wholeness. For more on all things related to nutrition for mind, body, and soul, check out my website, sparkingwholeness.com. Don't forget to be kind and subscribe to this show wherever you listen to podcasts. And to be really kind, you can leave a nice review. I like those.